0: Hey, traders, David Frost, My Strategic Forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Tuesday, February 7, 2023. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY, or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? There's a lot of stuff on the docket. It was a wild intraday session However, what we're most interested in is where did they close the day? Did they close the day poorly? Did they close the day positive? Or did they close the day neutral? Today, while they had a wild day with plenty of volatility back and forth, on an uptick in volume better than the average volume, they finished not on the high, but they finished on a positive note, considering everything that went on during the day. Let's do a quick review and then we'll scale back to the shorter time frames. So from a weekly chart perspective, we can see this trend line. They broke above the trend line, and we said if they break above the trend line, that will become support, and that is a bullish signal. They missed the 100-period moving average, but that doesn't mean they won't hit it this week or next. The upside objective, as long as they're in the upward momentum category, is 420 to 422 before running into overhead resistance. If they should come back below this trend line, that changes the complexity, it changes the scope of the tape. From a nearer term perspective, we could say getting back below and closing back below, once again, 410, 410 410.49 to be exact, would be a negative thing. So what did they do so far? They tried to get to 420, they came up short and pulled back. In the midst of the pullback, they ran a test of the most recent breakout area, 410.49. They spiked below it. They came to another breakout area in 408.16. We had this on the board yesterday. That was our trade yesterday from inside the numbers. So with that being said, if they come below today's low, then there's something different developing, and they're more likely to come into the 20-period moving average on the downside than they are to go up, obviously, if they come below today's low. So we'll use today's low as an interim bogey on the downside. Might want to write that down, put it on a sticky note. They're above all the moving averages. The trend is your friend until she throws your crap out the window. We know about that. Sometimes you never know which chart is actually the one that's most prevalent in terms of what it's actually doing and what you can derive from the information. Now, watch this one. Here's a 240-minute chart, and here we have a touch of the 20-period moving average and a rocket off. What else they did was, this is the 408.16 that we made the trade at yesterday. They came back, made one more test of that in addition to the 20-period moving average, and they did all of this in what we call, and this is from the course, Lazy E-Mini Trader, they did all of this in what we call an on-time type of situation. So we'll give that one a funny how that works. About the 120 chart, it's telling us something entirely different than the 240 chart. Here's my interpretation of the 120 chart. So they were making somewhat of a bearish kind of flaggish formation. And you can see this on other charts that we've discussed from an intraday perspective inside the numbers. And what happened was instead of releasing the energy in the Southern direction, there's going to be energy released. So what did they do? They ended up releasing it in the Northern direction. Now, the further interpretation of that is since they did that and they're near the highs from the other day, are they up there to fail again, or are they up there because this is essentially a pullback in an uptrend, and instead of this bearish pattern we just talked about, what was really going on was a normal garden variety pullback pattern to essentially run the test of the most recent two breakout areas, 410, 49. Write this down on a sticky note as well. You can still use 410, 410 410.50, that zone, as somewhat of a line in the sand. They should not, at this point, if today's candle is meaningful, they should not really be trading below 410, certainly not below 408, if this thing is any good for another push higher. What was going on inside the numbers? It was a very back and forth, quiet type of situation. But here's a few things from Zero Dark Thirty and beyond that you can take away from the way we look at markets, what we say all the time. I repeat certain things all the time, not because I like to hear myself, because they're meaningful, a la Turnaround Tuesday. Zero Dark Thirty starting off where they left off yesterday, so there was nothing going on in the pre-market to speak of. Couple of things on the docket today. The first, Jerry speaking this afternoon at some event somewhere. We don't really care what it is. We care if the market reacts to Jerry. And here's what it is. He's like E.F. Hutton. If you remember, if you're dating yourself like I am, if you remember E.F. Hutton, when E.F. Hutton talks, people listen. When Jerry talks, People listen. Jerome Powell, that is. Therefore, traders are listening. Algos are programmed accordingly. Who knows what's going on under the covers so the markets could have an afternoon wake-up call. That's exactly what they did. So we had what we like to call a shakeout operation. And then check this out. Later tonight, and keep in mind, this is posted at zero dark 30. Later tonight, we have the State of the Union, and comes with a conspiracy theory. If there was a choice, wouldn't you want the market up or down before the President's speech? We might not have a choice, meaning you and I, however, they may have a choice. About today's numbers, let's start in the southern direction. We have the same routine, 40810. They spiked it, but didn't get down to the next number of four hundred seven. That's on the melee and kabuki situation around Jerry's speech. First, they drove him up. Then they pulled the rug out to issue a pie in the face to though Johnny-come-latelys hopping on the long side. They drove the market down for one more test, shakeout operation, and then they issued a reverse pie in the face for those hopping on the short side thinking, aha, we got it. Here comes the reversal. <laughs> Not so fast, right back up. We had some numbers on the upside, 412.35, 413. They did all that, and they went higher, which you'll see later on in the notes. Things are bunched up around 9 o'clock, 9.30, into the morning session. We know our numbers, but they're bunched up. We got 410, we got 409. Below 409, the doors open for 408. Above 409, the doors open for 410. Thieves in the morning pay a visit to 409. 9.21, 4.09 is important. Above, 4.10. Decline below, 4.08.10. And then if below, 4.07. That was the schematic early on, before the opening bell, after the opening bell. Nice trade on pins. We'll get back to stocks on a move in a moment. 4.09 is our short-term pivot for now. 9.33, five-minute chart. Right at the vertical is today's activity. And you can see clearly here For a long time this morning, up until about 11 o'clock, 11.30, when they started to break out somewhere in that neighborhood, 4.09 was, in fact, the pivot. Above is the bull case, below is the bear case. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double-check the work. Here's one thing that's interesting. We kind of had something to say about the makeup of the tape. We talked about it in the live room. We had some participants in the live room. We had some participants inside the numbers. I want to point something out when you're looking at the tape. What's she actually doing? What's she trying to accomplish? Let's see what we wrote kind of going out. 10.45. We'll wrap the morning session here since nothing's going on. 4.09 is the pivot. Still, 4.09.75 to 4.10 is overhead resistance. We talked about that earlier. You can see that earlier in the notes. But here's what I want to point out. The bull case is if they can't even run a test of the low of the hourly chart breakup candle. We talked about this earlier. That was, in fact, the 40810, which was also yesterday's low. Then somewhere along the line, the energy will be released. If they're not going to go down and do it, then they have to release the energy in the upward direction. That was the bull case. Finally, at 1109, something happened. They made a run for 410, found overhead resistance as prescribed. Get above 410, there are your numbers. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. Things started to get busy. Powell talks, people pop the tape, 413.50 to 414, then 415, all that stuff. This is just giving the numbers in the midst of the melee, very difficult thing to trade. Afternoon schematic above 4.15, door opens for 4.16, they did all that. They stayed bullish above 4.12.35, that was a previous gap. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. Stocks on the move, only had two on the board today. Rambus didn't hit its number, but Pinterest or Pins did. So we'll take a look at the chart on that one. Here's a five minute chart and you can see getting a haircut after the opening bell Pins comes into its number at 26.34 right here in the second five-minute candle of the day. Immediately after spiking it just by pennies, rips back up in the other direction, making a high of 26.83. doesn't look like much on this chart. It's about 2%, give or take. From a scalp trading perspective in a matter of minutes perspective, that's what we're looking for. It came back down, went back up. You can see here that the number was, in fact, important. Now, here's the way this worked in the live room. It's working well. I'm running over the SPY stuff we're talking about around the horn, things I can find, what's going on currently around the opening bell during the morning rush with the S&P. We're looking for the juicy morning trade. All of a sudden, and Jordan, who's monitoring stocks on the move, whether there's one, two, or ten, He's going to chime in with, hey, PINs is getting close. It's approaching the number. We switch over. We talk about it. Still looks good. Traders in the room took the trade. Traders inside the numbers took the trade. They got paid in PINs. I should say they got paid on PINs in dollars or whatever currency they're trading. What's going on over in Camp IWM? Well, basically, it's another pullback positive day, another buy them up in an uptrend, buy the dip crowd. That's the way we're looking at this. There's nothing wrong with this tape other than the fact that they had, from IWM perspective, favorite market leading indicator, relative weakness, while in up day, relative weakness only up about half the amount in percentage terms that the S&P 500 was up. So that is A puzzle piece, it's on the table type of situation. Putting things in perspective just from a visual perspective, which one is in a better position? The leading market indication or indicator as I like to call it in terms of the IWM, the small cap index, this weekly chart against the spider weekly chart. Which one is acting better? Right now, the spider is acting better. The IWM can get pulled up but they're actually lagging in a big picture perspective. Not yet a 50% retracement using this high and this low and even this low here too. I think they missed that. Let's just do that real quick one more time. It's not to the penny. It's close enough. Yeah, they still missed the 50% retracement, came back down, made a new low, double bottom, whatever you want to call it. The S&P did reach last week, the 50% retracement. So there is some relative weakness in terms of the IWM. It's of note, it's a puzzle piece, it's on the table. What about the folks down at the transportation department? It's a tweener. Relative weakness against the SPY, but relative strength against the small cap index. We'll just throw it out and say they had an up day, pullback formation, as long as they stay inside the low of the last breakup candle in the sequence, 15, 161 or 162, then this is a bullish formation for another push higher. They're eating some time off the clock. We talked about this one last night. Conversely to the S&P, the Q people have relative strength, being up almost 2% today. Here's what we need to know from a bigger picture perspective. Above last week's high, there's another run. To where? 3.18, 318 3.18.50, maybe as high as 3.23. If there's nothing wrong with the financials, it's unlikely the market's going to be falling apart. Is there anything wrong with the financials? If it walks like a duck and talks like a duck, generally speaking, it's going to be a duck the majority of the time, the large majority of the time. And in this particular case, they're breaking out From a weekly chart perspective, above this moving average that had contained price. That's bullish. And staying on the theme of the weekly chart, again, the Smash Mouth or Philadelphia Semiconductor Index, again, breaking out above the 100-week moving average. It's bullish, not bearish. You eclipse above last week's high, close the week above, and 265 is in the cards.